0: what are some experiences you're like wow like I wish I could have done this differently or like mistakes that you wish you wouldn't have made
1: I had such a such a game plan to not launch in like winter of COVID I think I got one like cyber bully comment ever wow. and i literally responded and said i'm not famous enough for you to i'm not famous <laughs> yeah. enough to have a hater like we, get, I we get got a couple you. trolls
2: in the comments we but. do we just delete Yo, them yeah we just delete them I- what are some of your favorite horror movies
1: if you've never seen sinister add it to your list
2: that
0: and one messed also- me up and there was a scene in there where the dude chops up the other guy's legs off and puts them on a meat
1: hook I was the director of rituals at one point.
0: It's like uh, the Illuminati almost, you know? Like, yeah, it uh, is. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Untapped Potential podcast, where we interview visionaries from the Pacific Northwest. Today's episode is with Alexa McNeil, owner of Bold Beat Swimwear, a body positive and adjustable swimwear brand for all. In this episode, we talked about
2: the importance of body inclusivity and building a swimwear brand during the pandemic.
0: We also talk about Lex's favorite Halloween horror films in honor of Spooky Season. And if you haven't already,
2: make sure that you subscribe to our channel and hit that like button. Let's get into the episode.
0: Everyone, welcome back to the Untapped Potential Podcast. Today we have Lex McNeil. Welcome, Lex. What's Hi.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. Feel that's, honored.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we feel honored too having another female uh, business figure in our in our midst here.
1: Yeah, I know. When I was looking at your guys' page on Instagram, I was like, am I one of the few? Am yeah. I special?
2: <laughs> you are. And, and you know, bold Beats swim. You know, that's that's so awesome what you're doing, you know, adjustable swimwear. Where did that idea start?
1: Yeah. Um so kind of, I'm going to try and make a long story short, but basically growing up, my weight has always fluctuated and I have known how to sew from like a really young age. So I would spend like hundreds and hundreds of dollars on swimsuits and then I would take them home and cut the band size and adjust it to fit the cup size and everything like that. So I'd basically just redesign them on my own and make sure that they could fit perfectly. Unless you're getting like a string bikini, which I would say is naturally adjustable, but isn't comfortable on every body type. So one day I kind of just started designing ideas where I was like, this would be cool if this had this feature in there. Or like, there's a suit I have called the Baywatch. And I was like, there's no, like, there's no type of support or anything in there. Everything just like mashes you down, basically. I was like, unless you're Pamela Anderson. So I was like, how can I fix this and tweak this? So I started designing one day. And I just wanted to make sure that every single suit had some kind of an an adjustable feature to fit your band size, your cup size, and then your waist. So I want to say like maybe a little bit before COVID, uh, like a year or two, I had put in the work and reached out to manufacturers, kind of a longer process than that, of course. But I just took that idea and I whipped up like a little mock suit by no means was it was it like able to be sold or anything, but it was the every which way, which is my first suit I ever made, and I took a picture of myself in it and I posted it on Instagram, and I had like over twenty five different DMs being like, "Where can I buy that?" And so oh, that wow. was kind of where I was like, "Okay, I can actually do something with this." I thought it was just going to be for me at first. Where I was like, "I'll just make my own swimwear for myself," um and then I was like, "I can make a business out of this." And I'm like, "There's so many other women out there." That have the same struggle as I do, where they can't find a swimsuit that flatters their body. So
2: that's, awesome. that's yeah. awesome. Have you always had this creative kind of aspect to yourself, or was this kind of just spawned based on that need that you saw for swimwear?
1: No. Um, I don't think I ever saw myself in swimwear because growing up I was really insecure about my body and I hated swimsuits. And so I don't think I ever would have imagined myself to be in swimwear. But mm-hmm it's a necessity for me because i love hot weather and i love to go swimming so i was like all right i got to make this work but my creativity probably started like from a really young age i have always known that i was into fashion i always was playing dress up i was always trying to have my grandma teach me how to sew um i even went to school at wsu for fashion so okay. i knew from a young age that i was going to do that but for being an entrepreneur i It was kind of until I got out of college where I was like, it seems like everybody's being a buyer or everybody is working sales if you have a fashion degree. And so I was like, I just don't see myself fitting into either Mm -hmm. of those. And I really like the idea of being my own boss. I like being in control. It gets hard for me to delegate tasks. Like even as a kid, (laughs) our like make-believe games would be like, I'm the boss and we're going to play go to work today. And you were so, always the right. boss. <laughs> and I was always <laughs> the boss. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I want to ask you about your experience at WSU. Did you feel like getting uh, an education in fashion prepared you to do this? Or was this something that you feel like you could have done outside of school?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. Um, so I was my major is actually in apparel merchandising. Hmm instead of design mm-hmm. which is kind of hilarious because now i fully just design and i actually hate like the merchandising part of it so
0: but... what's the merchandising yeah. part for those that so that's you know? like
1: more of like the math and the excel sheets and everything that means you would want to kind of go into more of a buying role Gotcha. um but i really like the creative aspect so and i can't wait until i can hire someone else to take care of the other parts of that <laughs> so i can just be creative But yeah, I think um, at WSU, like the fashion community is really small and you kind of know everybody in your classes, which is great. But I would say like the my biggest takeaway from WSU with fashion is maybe just that like it's good to just have every like the prior knowledge of everything. Because if I went into this, I would be like, I don't even know how sales work. I don't even know mm-hmm. how an Excel sheet works. I don't know. Anything about how to do merchandise math, right but because I went to school, I do know those things so it helped me be an entrepreneur and a business owner but besides that, I would say like my my biggest resource from WSU is probably my um she was my advisor and she's like it's it's truly all about the people you, people you know and your connections that you make because she's yeah. always throwing out different ideas and we still stay in contact so
0: that's awesome to have that mentorship, you know, Yeah, absolutely. especially starting a business like that. It's a big venture. Yes. I want to talk about like your experiences, like looking back on it, because you started this in 2019, I believe, Um, you know, now that it's three years later, fast forward, you know, like what are some experiences you're like, wow, like I wish I could have done this differently or like mistakes that you wish you wouldn't have made.
1: Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I had such a such a game plan to not launch in like winter of COVID. yeah. Ideally for a swimwear (laughs) line, that's a no. But um, I kind of, I took the whole quarantine and COVID period of 2020 where like everything was shut down as a time to just be like, I'm going to hustle and the world has stopped. But like, I still have a business so I can still get all of my designs done, get the manufacturing done, everything like that. So yes, it was postponed a lot. But at that point I was like, I've done so much advertising and people are always asking me about like, when are these swimsuits going to be ready? That I was like, we live in Washington. We live in Seattle. (laughs) We already know it's rainy all the time. I might as well like just launch them now. And at least people can sit on them until summer kind of thing. Or if vacations happen, they didn't, it was COVID, but you know, so I don't know. I would, (laughs) I would probably, I I'm not going to say I would wait another year for launching because there's no perfect time to launch like Mm -hmm. launch quick. And then adjust later is something from another podcast that I always think about. And I'm like, that's true. You're never Mm going to be perfect. So just get your product out there and you, you'll learn from your mistakes. But I think one of my big things that I've learned is do more fashion shows. I think the press and the media from that's really important. And Spend more time in places that are sunny. (laughs) Like for example, Mm -hmm. I feel like I get the most done when I go to LA or California because they have the fashion district there. I have I just hired a sales rep that I have there now. I have a showroom there and I'm seeing so much more progress than if I was here. And again, that's just because of the fact that I sell swimsuits and Washington's not really a place where you're wearing a swimsuit 247. So, right,
2: right, what's been your experience with the kind of clothing scene here in Seattle or the Seattle area?
1: Yeah, um, I never did any of like the Seattle Fashion Week or anything like that. um it's nice because I don't have a lot of competition when it comes to swimsuits mm-hmm. for Seattle. Right. you know, there's very few of us um yeah, I'm not really I wouldn't really say i'm I'm that big in the Seattle fashion scene. Like I do sell through um, the Cura Collective. They were actually like my first pop up. They're really supportive. I look to Kiko as the owner, as someone who's really inspiring to me. And she actually gave me a lot of advice and starting a business and was kind of like the first person that was like, OK, we'll do a pop up here and see how it goes. So I do sell my swimsuits through them, but I don't really do a lot of wholesale here in Seattle besides that.
2: And who are they for those that don't know the Courier Collective?
1: cura collective cura collective yeah
2: gotcha gotcha and who are they for those that don't know kind of um so they're they're like
1: a sustainable small business in seattle where they only carry sustainable fashion and they do wholesale Mm -hmm. and they're always bringing in new products and hosting um like different events and everything but they're very like all natural give back just the type of company you'd want to be associated with
2: that's awesome yeah Awesome. Really quick, you mentioned you went to WSU and I don't want to glance over that because Chris <laughs> and I both went there. We actually yes. got Mike Leach back here, a yeah, little head. <laughs> I did head. notice that. So All right. <laughs> I just wanted to ask you, and we talked a little bit about it before we started recording, yeah. but what was your experience at WSU like?
1: Yeah. So at WSU, I was in the sorority Delta Gamma. And I would say just overall, I loved I loved school. I did. Um, I would say like I would I would go to WSU because of the fact that you really have to make friends with people on campus because it's not like UW where you can go out to bars and, you know, like you really have like a community there. So I love the sense of community. Um, I'm happy I joined a sorority because I made a lot of friends through my sorority. I also understand like the stigmas that sororities have and it is really exclusive and I totally see all of the negatives that come with that as well, and mm-hmm. as well with frats, too. Like, I would, I was telling you earlier, I was like, I would never have my boyfriend join a frat because I wouldn't want him to get hazed. And I would just, I'm a protective big sis in general. So I'm like, I don't know, that would be scary. But I, yeah, I had a good experience there. Um, I haven't gone back to visit yet because I'm not really a diehard college fan to be honest I feel i'm kind that. of like yeah, yeah. i'm like yeah. college was great at the time mm-hmm. and i had a great major and i spent as much time studying and partying as i could so i'm kind of like uh ah, college is over now i don't need to go back and relive those days yeah. you know
2: you kind of get it all, all out of your system right yeah what, and mm-hmm. the
1: people i still want to hang out with i still keep in contact with and everything like that mm-hmm. so
2: right. what was your favorite wazoo memory
1: Oh, boy. Um, I really, this is like really after I'm, of course, after I'm just like, mm, I understand how sororities are bad at the same time. But I did cheer growing up. And so I liked all of the recruitment days mm. where it'd be like you'd be clapping and cheering. And I liked singing all of the songs. And I was the director of rituals at one point. So I like the secrecy of it, but I was kind of telling you before this that I am like a big like horror fan and everything like that. So I was like, ooh, it's like kind of creepy at the same time. (laughs) That's (laughs) awesome.
0: So it's like uh the Illuminati almost, you know? It is. Like I
1: hate the exclusivity, but then at the same time I'm like, oh, it's so creepy. And like at the same time, I don't know. I just like I think it's cool that we still keep on these traditions and we still say the same chants and we still that is like where I'm like, oh, it's like it makes it a really special thing.
0: I want to go back to uh, your brand, specifically like the marketing side of it in 2022. Like for you to like build brand awareness, you mentioned fashion shows is something you want to do or do more of. Yeah. Um, Like what are what are all the other things that you have to do to like build that awareness to people that people may not see?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say I'm. One of my strong suits is I love meeting people in person and telling them about the brand. Like, that's where I really feel like I shine is that because I've done, I used to do, uh, I used to be the assistant manager for like free people, or I've always done retail things and like been the salesperson. So I really like talking to people and having these pop up shops and everything and meeting new faces and telling them about the brand and building a connection. Like, I love doing that. And I do that a lot through my DMs as well, where I'm, just like I'll repost someone in a swimsuit as much as I can, because I feel like everybody deserves to be seen and everybody deserves to be a model. But right now, I think I'm kind of giving the reins over to my social media manager Mm. and focusing on that side, because as much as I want to say like, yeah, the pop ups are bringing in everybody, you know, like, right now, you really can't do anything as far as branding or meeting new people, it feels like, and getting your brand out there besides through social media. Right. So, yeah, so I just hired a social media manager. I'm excited about that. She's going to, she basically was pretty real with me on the phone and I was like, just tell me what to do. Tell me that I need to redo the whole entire thing and I will. So, yeah.
0: So uh, what does like a social media manager do other than like uh, collaborate you on like social media posts and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. So she basically helped organize like a photo shoot And the way that my account is set up right now is very much. I feel like how my mind works, which is I'm like, this is a great idea. Let's just put it out there. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: nothing is cohesive, I would say. Am I still again, like still getting followers and meeting so many great people. Absolutely. Still Mm -hmm. talking to people about my swimsuits. Yes. Like, I think I've made it really clear to everybody that follows my page that this is a community. I want your feedback. If you think that something should be tweaked about a swimsuit, I want to hear it too. And I actually like take all of that into consideration when I'm designing the next suit. But she helps as far as just like she's going to basically do like a social media clean out where she cleans everything out that doesn't make sense, makes it look cohesive, makes sure that I'm going to be popping up on Google. Like Mm. I know right now I'm kind of hard to Google, right? Right. Just all of the back end things that you wouldn't really think about because you're just like, oh, as long as I can post a picture and get some likes, it's, it's so much more than that. And I don't have that knowledge that she has you know so
0: right a lot of us would just like try to throw everything out there and like see what sticks and you end up wasting so much time that way you know and it's like a huge learning experience especially with us for sure we've gone through like this is our fourth season with the podcast and we've we've gone through a little like a couple of like big changes with how like we strategize and everything but it's always so different like one month it's one thing and then social media like changes so rapidly it's like the next thing and
2: we're talking about that too how the algorithm's always changing so you could have a strategy that works but it's not going to work three months from now or six months from now so you always got to yes be
1: growing. we were just talking about yeah. how it's like you if you're not the first on the audio yeah. then if you're not first, you're last, you know, right. for the audios, like right now it's corn. And it's then like corn. next week, it's <laughs> yeah. something else. So I'm yeah. just like, it's yeah. hard to keep up. Also, <laughs> also, I'm like, we're not the ripe TikTok age, for right? Sure. You know, so right. I'm like, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It frustrates me. Yeah. And I wish it was easier. But I also understand.
2: Yeah. So going back to hiring people, you know, your business is your baby, right? Yeah. So how do you deal with that kind of trusting someone else? Like, Coming into your business,
1: that's easy. I just don't hire anybody. You
2: just, just, <laughs> just <you laughs> hiring social media, I'm, to- I'm totally yeah. <laughs> joking.
1: She is like maybe. I mean, I really don't have many people that work for me. It's, yeah. I have a good support system of family and friends, so they'll volunteer from time to time, especially wow. when I need help with pop-ups. But um, I, I kind of just hire people as I, as I need them. Like when in the very beginning, my first hire, I would say, was my. I had an intern. She was from WSU. Um, Her name was Madison Norman to give her a shout out. She was amazing, but she actually helped design like I would give her the designs. And again, I'm not an actual designer, so it's not like I'm giving her these perfect, beautiful drawings. Mm -hmm. She would look at my drawings and put together some kind of a suit that resembled that and we would work from there. So she really helped with the design process and actually like sewing the styles and everything. She was a huge part of the beginning for me. And then she went to um, college and we still keep in touch. So I, she's not really doing the design anymore because once I've given the designs to the manufacturers, they were mm-hmm. kind of able, all my suits are kind of based off of one yeah. specific style and we kind of go from there bit wise, basically. Um, so I hired her and I did that basically because I was like, I really want to hire someone who yeah. is coming up in design and like. I really like the idea of because I wouldn't be where I am I am right now unless people just gave me a chance kind of on a whim or like saw something wow. in me, basically. And so for me, I was like, she's a really hard worker and I want to support someone who's from WSU in the fashion world. Right. So that was kind of what I did for her. But then as it's gone on, I've just again, like I'll just use social media and I'm like, hey, I really need help with this. And I go through the DMs and have phone call interviews with people and kind of see who seems like they are gonna be the best fit with me. So Mm. I the only person that's hired for me right now is a sales rep in LA. And then her name is Catrice and she's the social media manager. And that was pretty recent. That was like hard for me to be like, okay, I need to now put money into social media. I was like, Mm. I put money into so many things. But you know, so
0: Yeah, it feels like you're kind of like throwing water on a on a flame and it just keeps going. Yeah, trying to start a business, you know,
1: exactly. And I think that's where I can sometimes I get so focused on like the fun parts of it and like the creative parts where I'm like, oh, I completely forgot that. Like, I might not be like my social media game isn't as good as it was before because I just am Mm -hmm. trying to handle every single part of the business on my own it feels like
0: right right yeah um i want to talk about the manufacturers piece of it um i know that working with manufacturers especially overseas and like the long lead times that they have can be a pretty scary experience especially because you know, oftentimes you have to like put a big deposit in before you see any product and i've and i've heard some horror stories about people getting like they're paying for one thing and, you know, $20,000 later, they get a box of something that they didn't even order. Yeah. What was your experience with manufacturers? Have you had any horror stories like that?
1: I am really, really lucky that I haven't had a horror story. <laughs> That's good. Um, but I also don't have my manufacturers overseas mm. because I was scared of those horror stories. And mm-hmm. also, I am not... The thing about my swimsuits is they're not like a typical size two for a six foot tall fit model that you would assume. Right. Mm. So I'm the fit model for my suits. So I knew if I went overseas, imagine shipping that one sample suit back and forth, back and forth overseas for me to just try on and be like, "Eh, it still doesn't work. And then I didn't want to hire a fit model somewhere else because these are very unique to I feel like to my body as being like Sure. The one that I base all of the suits off of, and I had a vision. So I kind of started just cold calling places in California. For some reason, I'm just like so set on California that Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I want them to be there. I want Mm -hmm. this to be, I want these suits to be US made and US manufactured. I want to source materials from the US because as a whole, we're all moving towards sustainability. So Mm -hmm. I knew that was going to be important. And I'm really grateful because. During COVID, everything kind of fell through if you were getting your stuff manufactured overseas. Right. So very lucky again, um, that I decided to go in California. But I kind of just cold called and would compare the prices and then also would compare the people's attitudes over the phone, honestly. And (laughs) I was like, Ooh, do they seem like they want to work with an entrepreneur that's just trying to figure it out? Or are they kind Mm -hmm. of like know your know your work right now? You know? Mm. So I Landed on a really great one, and I'm super lucky because they, honestly, like I can't thank them enough. They listen to all my crazy ideas, and if I have to send a suit back and forth like over ten times, they do it. And I, yeah, I'm really grateful that I found them. So
0: that's awesome because I know oftentimes too, like I would be trying because I have a, a brand that I started before the podcast, and I would try to call folks. And they wouldn't even give me the time of day. Yeah. Because your orders weren't like, you know, you're not like a Nike or, you know, an Adidas or something. So, yeah, sometimes just getting the attention of these folks, even though like you're trying to give them money, it, it becomes like a, a pulling teeth
1: almost. Yeah. Know? They get very picky, choosy. And if you don't sound like you know what you're talking about, which, i definitely fall in that category sometimes (laughs) Mm. then they just shoo shoo you away basically so yeah
0: yeah Yeah, it's
2: tough yeah for for those that aren't familiar with your brand what are some of the adjustments in your swimsuits
1: yeah absolutely so i had to represent i'm actually wearing a suit right now of course um basically i try to make sure that all of the straps um, you can unhook it in the back if you wanted to crisscross it. Um, they have the adjustable feature. You can extend these, tighten these. Um, and then the band size, a lot of them will have snaps or some kind of hook feature in the back. So you can adjust it to your band size, which is nice because I feel like in general, when I'm shopping for a swimsuit that doesn't have that feature, I have to get maybe a large, but the band doesn't fit. So it's like I have to settle for either the band fitting or the cup fitting. And we shouldn't have to settle. It should be, it should be easy, especially since we're expected to wear yeah. like this much clothing on the beach to run around. Right. Um. But I have a suit the every which way that I was talking about as well. You can wrap it in over fifteen different ways.
0: Wow. cool. Yeah. Oh, so can we? Is it? I'm assuming it's on your website, right? It
1: is. like for example the Thai one down there that we're looking at the pink one. Mm-hmm, the top yeah. is adjustable cuz you can just tie it as tight as you need. Mm-hmm. The bottoms as well, you can cinch them up a little bit more. Um the influencer's one of the suits that I was talking about that has the adjustable bands and then the hook in the band or the hook in the back as well. Um and it comes in two different bottoms so you can do a skimpy or you can do a more coverage. I feel like a lot of my suits, I would say, yeah. are on the more coverage side. Mm, yeah. In general. Like I don't think I have too many that are Straight up thong bikinis, right? But yeah, yeah, I I try to make as many one pieces, um, as I can, two pieces, so it's pretty equal. Yeah. And I really love designing one pieces. I feel like there's, like, definitely a a lot you can do with that. And in general, like, I know that I love to throw on a one piece when I'm not feeling like maybe I ate a huge meal and I'm not feeling my most confident. Sure. And I don't want to wear a string bikini on the beach. Right. I'm gonna throw on a one piece, but I feel like it should still be like. Sexy and cute, and have cutout features. So then the Miami down there as well. You, it's like a corset waist, and then the mm. band or the straps you can cinch. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you got A couple oos in the back. <laughs> Darcy's about to click buy right I know, by I'm now. I'm like, go, I'm
1: like, go ahead, and you're just gonna want to <laughs> add that discount code in. Um, the Baywatch, yeah, that's the exact one I was talking about. Where I was saying if you don't have Pamela Anderson's figure you can still wear this one because I put a built-in bra inside that lifts the girls. So Oh, that's awesome.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. That's a lot of different adjustments. And I like how you kind of incorporate it. So the adjustments just are so seamless and also stylish. You know, that takes a lot of creativity. Which swimsuit are you the most proud of?
0: Yeah.
1: Oof. Everybody always asks me this. Um. I'm gonna say the every which way because I'm loyal and she's my day one.
2: The every which way you want to pan to that, that one? Yeah, it's
1: oh right there, the third, the fourth one over.
2: Oh, oh I yeah. see.
1: Oh, cool. And I like her so much that I am gonna continue to make the every which nice. way a part of each and every. Um, oh, wow,
2: that's awesome! I didn't know you had a how video style yeah. and stuff.
1: Have a little video. Well, that's cool.
0: I've never seen that. That's really
2: cool. Yeah. Thank you. And you said this was your, one of your first designs? This was the first design. Oh, the first design. Wow. This
1: was the one that I posted on um, Instagram and everybody reached out and said, I want it, I want it. And so I was like, I got to make them for everybody.
2: That's cool. Yeah. I'm curious, you know, Chris has been in the clothing game. I have not. So I'm going to ask very amateur questions here, but how do you like decide which designs go through and actually go into production Mm -hmm. versus the ones that just get scrapped?
1: um honestly a lot of it has to do with timing like i'm so that person that's like i wait until what uh i wait until like a few months before i actually need the suits and i'll be like oh i need this suit now like blah 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 and if they send it back to me and we're just not able to communicate
2: do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth
1: virtually because I'm not in person with my manufacturers all the time so if if they send the suit back to me and I keep sending it back and forth and we're just not able to like land on a suit that I'm happy with then I will I'll scrap it and be like, you know, I have to I have to work on that a little more. I actually did that like my first time around where I was like this just is not what I envisioned in my head mm-hmm, and yeah. we can't both like come to a good agreement on it. So I did a little bit more like research and also just started i always like will go to Joann's on my own and grab fabric yeah. and create yeah. my little own mock-ups and then try and send it to the manufacturers mm-hmm. as well to be like this is what i'm looking for but right. but that's- better yeah <laughs> but you guys sew it um so yeah I, I that's kind of how i decide but i always try and do at least like if i'm gonna add new suits i'm gonna try and add them in pairs so i won't add just an extra two-piece i'll add a two-piece and a one-piece because i like like to give people the option Mm, so and then trunks are completely new and they're kind of their own yeah let's feel like they're their own thing right now actually
2: yeah that's pretty cool so you yeah you got stuff for everybody here um gonna to the trunks really quick
1: yeah i need more pictures of the trunks online so i decided When I started designing trunks, I was like, okay, what do what do I know that someone who would like to wear trunks, what would they want? And I was like, basketball shorts. Mm -hmm. I was like, guys love basketball shorts. They just do. And I was like, and comfort comfortability and pockets (laughs) and a drawstring and like an elastic waist. Like just super comfy feels like basketball shorts. And I can honestly say, like, because I've worn the lifeguard shorts on my own as well um they're the shorter ones they're about like half thigh and then i would say the surfer ones are more for if you're actually surfing they're a board gotcha. short okay. yeah but the lifeguard i always tell i always am like you have to get the lifeguard short if you're going to get anything the material actually feels like just like a thicker version of basketball shorts it's really wow. nice oh and no netting no no netting. Oh, yeah
2: nice. I like that. no netting i, like
0: I got gotcha. you yeah. <laughs> Chafing. So <laughs> <laughs> so
2: where can people buy your stuff? So for sure the website. Right. Yes. Um, where else? For
1: sure the website. If you're in Seattle, you should definitely go into the Cura Collective. I don't know if they have them. I don't know if they keep them year round. Online, no. they have them year round. Right. Um Cura Collective carries the every which way in the Miami. I always, I usually just sell through online. A lot of the times people reach out through social media and be like, how hey, You live in Seattle, right? And I'm like, Yeah. And they're like, Can you drop a suit off? And I'll also buy it online. There should be an option as well when you go to the checkout that says, um, what? Buy bought in person. And I have no problem making a little drive and just dropping it off at someone's house because it's easier for the both of us. Right. So Mm -hmm. if you live in Seattle, you're lucky enough to have me drop it off at your house. That's cool. If not
2: That's awesome. Same day shipping. What'd you say? Same day shipping. (laughs) Same day.
1: (laughs) that's exactly what it is (laughs) nice yeah that's cool and yeah yeah. and it's nice because i have my storage unit is just like filled to the brim with all of my like organized boxes so oh cool yeah so if i mean it's nice because some people are like day of they do really need it and i can just drive over and give it to them which is nice so
0: that's awesome yeah um speaking about customers i know for a fact the customer is not always right and i want to talk about some of the experiences with you know maybe not the best customer that you've had um do you have any of those experiences
1: oh i mean like if i i can't even get into how the customers not always right <laughs> um i have like a few i would never say that the customers not right from what i've experienced uh having my own business so far mm. but i would say one thing that like many people don't know that I fully can say like, scouts honor, I swear that this is true, is that if you are putting on one of my swimsuits, and you are trying to make it cover your butt fully, instead of just wearing it where it should naturally sit on your hips, it does not make it look more flattering. So my advice, Mm. and I always tell this to like, I'm gonna throw my mom under the bus. I always tell my mom, <laughs> I love her, but like I always tell her, I'm like, hike it up. Cause the more high cut something is gonna be and the more high rise, the more of an hourglass shape it's gonna Hello. give you. And people will try to pull it down a little bit. And no, you need to make sure that you're getting the, it elongates your legs. Like you can even see on the picture right there of me laying oh, down. Yeah. It looks like I have legs for days. I don't, but it looks like I have legs for days. And then the high rise, like, It just hides everything that you don't want out. Or again, speaking for myself, but that's how I feel. And I really do believe like when I see pictures, I'm like, keep it high cut, like don't pull it down. So that's when I would say the customer is wrong is when they want to like cover up a little bit more by pulling the suit down. But besides that, I, I really do have such, I've never gotten a negative feedback, um, Or a negative comment. I think I got one, like, cyber bully comment ever. Oh, wow. And I literally responded and said, I'm not famous enough for you to... I'm not famous <laughs> yeah. enough to have a hater like yeah, right. <laughs> step down and they deleted
2: that's it So funny.
1: oh I, they actually deleted funny. it yeah. that's oh,
0: good oh wow. you got
2: him then. when we <laughs> start was. getting hate uh, mail we'll reach out to Lex please
0: we get, I we get got a couple you. trolls in the comments we but. do we just delete them yeah we just delete them I couldn't
1: help myself I had to respond
0: I was <laughs> like I never it.
1: get a troll I'll never have this I was like I might not have this experience
0: again <laughs> <laughs> I will but that's, good <laughs> that's funny um, is your plan to open like a retail store event Eventually?
1: no okay i really want to move towards wholesale i like the idea of not i think again it's i think it's because i worked in retail so much right. that i'm mm-hmm. like i don't know if i want to have a store and so many problems with it too you know you have to pay rent yeah that's and, true. and that's just another cost and so right. i really am happy with my online store and i am happy to move more into wholesale and then maybe even i already work with small quantities but maybe even do more of like In the future, I'd like to see myself just doing a pre-sale or like a pre-order. And then those are the only suits that I produce. So if you did not sign up for the pre-order, that's it. Or even just like one pop-up shop. I want to limit the amount of extra suits I have on hand, basically. So
0: that makes sense. Yeah. Is your goal as like we get into fall? um is your goal to like just be completely out of inventory or is it just to keep like a small amount during the winter times how does that work for you i like
1: to keep a small amount and also we're, mm-hmm. like you would think that i wouldn't be making sales in the fall but like i'm making sales in the fall because people are planning their next vacation to get out oh, of the cold weather so i'm still making sales so it's nice that i have mm-hmm. uh product on hand but i think um I also use that product to send as sample suits to potential buyers, oh, right? Okay. If they want to see and feel the product in person.
2: Oh cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, being that it's October uh, okay. when we release this episode, we want to ask you, what are some of your favorite horror movies?
1: I'm really excited Should we turn down
2: the lights for this? Oh one? yeah, we're going to do the full effects. <laughs> yeah, Let's do it. Let's do it.
1: Okay, well, um thank you for asking me this question. I just need to make it very clear that I Am an insane horror junkie and I just love anything scary and I'm down for the gore stuff and I just love I love Halloween. So perfect. Um okay I'm gonna give you my like I would say are the most scariest and like it makes you question things after you watch them of my list. So if you've never seen (laughs) if you've never seen sinister add it to your list sinister. it's really good sinister. Okay. not sinister Two. that one's just kind of sad um but sinister one really good the strangers
2: oh yeah i yeah. love
1: that one and one. i'm like sick where i like to watch it if i'm house sitting because i like to be that much more scared <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay um and then i uh, if you haven't seen Midsomar, i would say that one's just like that one's hard to watch at parts and it's just really really nuts um, what's that then, one about
0: I'm not too yeah, familiar with that, that one. one's
1: like a newer one with Florence Pugh and basically she goes to I, I'm gonna get it wrong I want to say the Netherlands but it's a place where basically it's uh, where there's sun at all times of the day oh, like oh, you I don't have it. a night and she goes and ends up in like this weird cult thing I'm not even doing a good job, but just watch it.
0: That's already. There's sounds just good. some weird yeah. parts
1: in it and also yeah. like it's just shocking. Um I think like a personal, like if I were to go into like Teen Slasher, I would say mm. if you haven't seen Jennifer's body, Ooh, go like see Jennifer's one. body. It's like supposed to be corny and like that, but um, yeah, I really I still stand by like sinister and stranger things and I want to give you guys one more. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but yeah, totally. but it's the one, the creepiest and I would say the best one is the one that has, um, I think it's Jessica Biel.
0: Yeah, from the mid-2000s, yes, right? That yes, that
1: mid-2000s one. That, that one's the best. They've made a lot of remakes. I've seen them all. That one is the best. That and one also, messed me
0: up. Yes. And there was a scene in there where the dude chops up the other guy's legs off and puts him on a meat hook. And then, um, like put salt in like his chopped off leg parts. What? Yeah. So, Save like, them. yeah. <laughs> I was oh like, oh no. my god, dude, that's that's awful. <laughs> Wait, is that
2: the one where the guy has like couches and stuff made out of like human skin, or is that a whole different
0: movie? Well, I don't know.
1: That is more so the he's based off an actual like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy is actually based off of like a serial killer that did. I'm pretty sure it's Ed Gaines and he did cut off people's faces and put them on his own face and stuff That's like so that. Crazy.
2: Yeah. Man, man. So, Spooky vibes. Yeah. Spooky vibes. What so, about you, Chris? What are your favorite? <laughs> uh, my favorite one?
0: Um, well definitely that one messed me up. Jeeper's <laughs> creepers though. Oh yeah. But oh, I, yeah. I watched it as a kid, but I mean, I'm sure even today it's probably the same, but the dude's face and the hat and like just the fact that he's like, I don't yeah. know, man. The scene that really got me in that movie is when um, uh, Justin Long, he slides in through like the cave of where this beast is in or where he habitates and it's just full of skulls and you can see like all the people that he killed and it's just like literally a cave full of just skulls. Yeah, Yeah, that shit messed me up for sure.
2: (laughs) I feel that. Yeah. I got to go with uh, The Conjuring is that okay that's a good one okay that one got me i will say though i was a little disappointed because being me i had to research it and see like is this really real like ed and lorraine warren and i found like that there was like a lot of accusations that their stuff is fake some are arguing that it's real and all of this stuff but just the movie was pretty scary like the pop-ups and stuff yeah that one got me Yeah, yeah. yeah and if i had to name a childhood one it was it the original oh, one. From oh, movie. yeah.
1: That's right. Have you seen the new one, though?
2: Yeah, I can't say it was, like, scary. It was, oh, like, really not as scary as the first one. Maybe, I don't know.
1: I was going to say, I feel like, so, I feel like the clown is scary, but we need to talk about the hate crimes going on in that town. Oh, That's yeah. more scary than the clown, okay? No, so, I'm like, why are we worried about this? The police are worried about a clown when we should be taking care of the rest of the town right now. Yeah.
0: So, Wait in the original movie
1: no and like the newer, the newer ones, ones oh what was ha- that i the didn't Stranger watch the newer Kids ones. things
0: what yeah. was happening in there that was oh
1: there's just like so many hate crimes going on in the movie huh. and it was like i think it was like a scene in the beginning of the movie where i was like we're worried about a clown that only comes around like every hundred years we have stuff happening every day right now yeah so
0: <laughs> that's yeah. crazy Well, um, thank you, Lex, for for joining us on this special episode. And thank you for sharing your uh, your favorite horror movies with us. Um, If you guys have a chance, please uh, like this video, comment what you guys think of the episode. But yeah, thank you again. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.